0: Oh! Ah! Here we go again. Going to wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them you down. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't, don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall.
1: Sometimes everybody don't know anything. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth.
0: And I'm Harry Carey, the announcer for the Chicago Cubs. And it's a beautiful day here in downtown Chicago, which means the end of the world is about to happen. The Cubs win the World Series. They win. There's a, there's a few
1: things wrong with your impersonation, Brian. First of all, you said that the Cubs win. That's mistake number one. That so might have been. Second of all, that ain't Harry Carey. Come on.
0: You're right. I was going for more uh, Vin Scully, really, less okay. Harry Carey. I'm more familiar with him. He's the Dodgers announcer who's been in working since 1950. God, I know, and he would say, it's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles and mean it. Whereas <laughs> Harry Carey would say something about shit falling from the sky. You are correct.
1: Although, while it may be a beautiful day out here in Los Angeles, I'm getting a little thirsty. I don't know about you.
0: Ah, uh, yes. yes uh, those those fans here at Chavez Ravine are just they're parched. parched for water and victory.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, it sounds like victory is gonna be more likely for us to get.
0: Yes, uh, we may all die in a waterless wasteland, which is what it was when we built this damn town here, which <laughs> might have been a mistake.
1: For those of you that may not have heard, um, cause I honestly don't know if this, if this little news story has even gotten out of our bubble here, at least out here in LA, it is all over social media and the local news stories and whatnot that we are running out of water here in LA.
0: Yes. Yes, we, we actually are. Um, we have a year's worth in the reservoirs, but fortunately we have aquifers. So fuck it. We're just going to keep washing our cars like <laughs> seven times a day and doing all kinds of things. So,
1: yeah. So, uh, I hadn't heard about the aquifer thing. I've I've heard I've heard the horror stories that we are almost out of water. What's what about the aquifers?
0: Oh, no, we've got like ten years worth of water, so obviously we can just do whatever we want. Water your lawns, people. Um <laughs> just go outside and turn your hose on for no reason and just let it run. Uh we have ten years worth of water. It's not a problem yet.
1: Okay. So so that I mean, so we'll actually we'll have some kind of heads up warning before we need to actually, you know, uproot our lives and relocate to somewhere that
0: well, can sustain I mean, life we could take this as a warning to maybe live more frugally now. No. That would be the
1: smart thing, but that would
0: not be the Angelino way.
1: No. Um,
0: So, you know, continue to do... I I think that we need multiple ice bucket challenges to happen this summer. (laughs) One one giant bucket isn't enough. Dump more water on you.
1: We should start the fire hydrant challenge. Yes. Where people just bash open those little stubby arm parts on the fire hydrant and see, like... That's the challenge. You put one friend right in front of it, like a foot away. The yeah. other person bashes it open and see how far the other guy gets knocked by the, by the force. That'd be awesome.
0: And then, you know what? We'll just have roving dump trucks of water going around the city and you just dumping water on people. That yeah. sounds like a responsible way to use our, our natural resources. So I'm down.
1: Let's do it. I, I see nothing wrong with this, with these yep. ideas. We do actually owe, I believe our listeners an apology from last show mm-hmm last show at one point we mentioned the the uh the upcoming movie fast seven and how yes. it would be an apt title for how long i would last s- in the amount of seconds if uh, i were privy to a lesbian three-way involving emma stone emma watson and the lovely scar jo. oh yeah,
0: classy porno, talk, yes. yeah classy porno talk
1: yeah classy porno talk and uh and i uh, after after listening to that uh, to that episode once mm-hmm. uh, once they released it, uh, I do feel like um, it was it was maybe a little inappropriate, and I wanted to apologize to our listeners because it's not right. It's never okay for us to get the title of a movie wrong. It's actually Furious Seven. Oh my 7. god,
0: it is. It's Furious Seven. How could we mess that up? Oh right. Now I would like to say though we're just the worst types of people. We are horrible people. How could we how could we
1: say something so offensive as an incorrect movie title?
0: We we need to apologize to Vin Diesel. We do. I'm sorry, Groot. I I apologize, Vin Diesel. Mr. Diesel, I apologize to you. Call him Vinny. He likes it. Vinny D. Vinny D. Which is the new flavor of Sunny D, but it tastes somewhat like diesel fuel. It's delicious. (laughs) I will say though that
1: Furious Seven still fits for the other scenario that we concocted because not only would it be a fast seven seconds, it'd be a furious seven seconds.
0: It does sort of work. So either either way. But you are correct. We we I mean, we are never going to get Hollywood Studios to give us loads of free tickets if we keep mispronouncing the names of their movie drama. <laughs> oh, you guys gotta get out there and see this movie called Watchtowers of the Galaxies. What? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really good. There's like a raccoon and his name's Rookie and there's a tree (laughs) named Gurk. Soundtracks by Blurk Shirton. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, I'm not surprised no one has come calling with, hey, would you guys like to review our movie? No, do not let them mangle titles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'd be great if we actually did movie reviews and they were completely eloquent, on point, made... I mean, they were better than any other critics out there, but we mm. just never got any of the facts right, like the <laughs> director, cast, or title of the movie. No, that,
0: w- that pretty much would be how they say, oh, Birdman, yeah, it's really good. Who's that? Uh, I feel like it's a country singer of some kind. They <laughs> Keith Urban, I think. I don't yeah. know. Toby Keith, right? He was. Yeah, Toby he was Keith's in it, yeah. yeah. It's about a guy who was really famous in the early 90s, and he's not so <laughs> famous now.
1: <laughs> Ooh. That's actually accurate. We can make a parody called Beard Man.
0: Oh, my God. Beard Man starring Toby Keith. I like this. Right. But You know what? This is one time that I think your powers for Hollywood will be used for good.
1: Right. Imagine if my powers here actually were strong enough, though, that after all of the multi-millions of dollars that they put into marketing Furious 7, mm. if actually by the time they, they released it, they, they, they had heard our show and they changed it to Fast 7 because that's what I called it.
0: That would be amazing. I think it was, wasn't it fast five or was it fast six or?
1: I think yes to both.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. I don't know. I,
1: I remember the titles for a while were, were just stupid. Like it was the fast and the furious, obviously. Then it was mm. for the, for the, for number two, it was too fast, too furious. Yeah. Um, and then four, I think four was the one where it was, they got rid of the thus and it was just fast and furious
0: yeah, which that one made no sense to me. Four, I, four is literally the worst out of the bunch, as far as I'm concerned.
1: They went to Fast Five and Fast Six. I'm pretty sure, and yeah. uh, um, and it's a good thing too because my I always said once Fast and Furious came out, I always predicted that the next one was just going to be the and the.
0: The and the that would be really good though, right? Oh, you know, you know, I sorry, I just had our intern look up that information. And it is Fast and Furious 6 was the name of the sixth one. It was Fast 5, but it was Fast and Furious 6, and now we're just a Furious 7. So, And this has got
1: to be the last one then, right? Because I can't, literally, unless they go with The 8, I don't know what it could be.
0: Never underestimate Hollywood's ability to come up with a name for a sequel. Like, you (laughs) know, if someone were to call, you know, Spider-Man The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man and make us all say that, that would be, you know, really stupid. Or or to, to reboot that again two de- two years after you started making it. There's, you know, a lot of dumb things they've done. Whatever.
1: Now, wait a second. I feel like maybe, because there was some truth in what you were saying there, have they floated the possible title around as maybe being the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man?
0: I'm not going to confirm or deny that.
1: Okay. Because as we know, they are talking about rebooting it, obviously, now that Marvel Studios is going to get involved and hopefully make it better. Right. But I really hope they do something better than.
0: They should just go back to Spider-Man, and that's fine to call it Spider-Man. Who is he? He's a man who has spider-like powers. Okay, though, he's incredibly strong, which spiders aren't really, which doesn't make sense. But whatever, we'll go with it. I'm fine. I'll roll with that.
1: (laughs) I got to bring this up because I know that it'll make you happy. Mm. Major League Baseball season kicks off soon.
0: Take me out to the ball game. Take me me out with the crowd. Yes, I'm happy and very excited. Please don't kick me out because I've got a boner. I'm so pumped. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm mildly excited about opening days Monday, April 6th.
1: Opening day is this coming Monday. Yes. Is it safe to say that the Cubs are already out of the pennant race?
0: It's pretty safe to say that. Actually, and this is okay. What is about to happen is about to tear down final hour with the west coast neighbors Uh uh-oh i want the cubs to do well this year and i think they will i i i um um, i I think the cubs might even make the playoffs i don't think they're going to be the worst team in the national league
1: who are you and what have you done with brian
0: I uh, I am Chicago Brian. I murdered him and put him <laughs> on hot dogs, and now here I am. No, it's uh, I so the other day I was listening to a Chicago Cubs game. A, I just have to give a props out to the Chicago Cubs broadcasting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, their radio broadcasts are actually very good. The people they have, they have a whole crew over there from their minor league guys. So I've listened to some of their minor league games all the way to their major league guys. They're a classy organization. Like,
1: if there's one thing those of us in uh, from the Chicago land area can do, it's talk.
0: Yes, and you've a gift at it, and well done to them. Uh, I think our show is proof of that. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing: uh, Chicago, the Chicago Cubs have done uh, well in the mind. It's been I've been following spring training. Uh, they have a prospect called Chris Bryant, who is a third baseman, who is the number one ranked. Prospect in the minor leagues. Uh, And so he's been just killing it in spring training. And the Chicago Cubs decided to celebrate that by sending him back to the minor leagues, which would make you think, oh God, what is wrong with Chicago? Why are they doing this? But here's the thing if they send him down to the minor leagues and then bring him up in May, they can sign him to a contract that will last an extra year. So Ah. they'll get an extra year of him. Yes, it's tricky and it's lame and it'll probably piss him off slightly as it should, but hey, five years from now when he's re-signing his contract, he probably won't remember, so I think we'll all be fine, and Chicago, I think the Chicago Cubs organization is being very smart, you know, they're not going to get, they they contrary to popular opinion, they won't lose the pennant race in the first month, fingers <laughs> crossed, because I am actually hoping Chicago makes it, I, I don't want them to win the World Series, that needs to go to the Dodgers, but I would like to see them in the playoffs. That would be nice, and I think they've got the power to get there. And I think Chris Bryant will help them. They've got a young, good team. So go Chicago Cubs! There, I said it.
1: I, I just want to say on behalf of all of us from Illinois, yeah, we don't know how to take that. There, Brian.
0: It's okay. The Bears still blow, so. You know.
1: <laughs> and, and all the Bulls- is right with the world.
0: The Bulls are fading fast and will probably make the playoffs but lose in the first round. So you need some kind of hope. It might as well be time to get on the Chicago Cubs hope train. So I'm on it. As we continue the podcast, I'll keep you all updated on how the Chicago Cubs are faring. And I will let you know when their dreams invariably flame out and they somehow (laughs) defy expectation, And within the first month of the season starting, are no longer eligible for the playoffs. But yes.
1: Something I've noticed. I... I, I think we've talked about this on an early, 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 earlier episode of this show. Uh, if not, it's just something you and I have talked about, is that I personally find baseball to be insanely boring. And unless I'm there at the stadium, I just can't appreciate it. Right. I think that I'm still right on that. But mm. I think that, sadly, and we've joked about how old we're getting, mm. as I'm aging... I do find some weird sense of comfort in having a baseball game on the television while I'm doing something else.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I, I subscribe to um, the major league baseball.com. I have a little subscription in there. I, I pay them about three bucks a month and I get unlimited radio broadcasts. So okay. I can pick up the radio broadcasts or any team across the country. Uh, throughout the last week, I've been like, you know, if I've been like, you know, doing chores around the house or something, I will turn on, a radio game of a random team and just leave it on in the background. I can't tell you the score at any given moment. <laughs> you know, I'll stop and be like, "Oh, the White Sox won. Good, yeah, there we go. Cool, awesome," and then go back to doing whatever I'm doing. I find it oddly comforting. I don't know why. Just the sound of the baseball game. It's the- weird. it's
1: like I think it's because I've noticed, and I was because I was trying to dissect it myself, and mm. I think that what bothers me as a sports fan about it is the fact that it's so fucking boring and they literally just it's they the majority of them are either sitting on a bench or standing somewhere yes. one guy is throwing something while one other guy is trying to hit it that's the most active you get and then once it is hit there's an 80 percent chance that it's just going to be fielded immediately as an out and not go beyond a normal out so and from a sports fan perspective it's boring as shit But there's something to that boringness that I think is calming. And also, audibly, the constant, uh, hum is the wrong word, but the constant sound of the crowd, yeah, it's a weird droning kind of, it's, you could probably, and most people probably do, fall asleep to it.
0: Oh yeah, I actually took a nap this afternoon to the uh red white <laughs> sox game. Yeah. No, it's it's true. No, and absolutely uh the thing I like about baseball, particularly let's say you go to let's let's go with the most exciting part, going to the baseball stadium. Yes. I like to go to Dodgers Stadium and while I'm there, I will sit in the stands, I'll bring, you know, like food to eat or whatnot, because you can do that, which I think is awesome. Um, and you know, in between, like they'll be playing the game and I'll be talking to whoever I came with about not even baseball, really. We'll just be talking about something, and I'm kind of just checking out on the game every once in a while. And then, oh man, somebody got a hit. And you're right, nine times out, of, it is the it is the only game where someone can hit the ball successfully only three out of every ten times at bat, and that guy's a superstar. You know? <laughs> that that you're batting three hundred at that point, and you are like that. You must be really good. Like the guy that like if they are seeking to bat over four hundred. That is the chase that like, the mod- like, only a couple people in the history of baseball have ever batted 400 batting average for a whole season. Which means four out of every ten times they went to the plate, they actually got on base. The other six times, nothing happened. Right. That's the most beautiful thing about baseball is it is the most American sport to me. Like football is just wild and chaotic and just a bunch of people smashing into each other, it which also be. can be like life. Would used to be that. Now, 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 more and more, it has become a legal review. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so it also mirrors American life in some ways. But to me, baseball exemplifies the best of the American spirit. And I, I read an article that a British guy wrote from the BBC about he'd moved to Washington, D.C., and he's like, this is what I love about American baseball. It, it absolutely is a mirror of the American people, no matter how many times they fail, no matter how many times they just get egg on their face they keep going back in America. You can bat 300 and still be considered a success. Mm-hmm. You can start so many businesses and they'll fail. You can do this and fail, and you know what? You're still awesome. Like Bill Gates failed to start Microsoft like multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like all these failure stories. It's so it's it's a it's a surprisingly awesome American thing, which is why I love baseball. Because I think it's, I think it is the American pastime still. I think football definitely has a bigger market, uh, and even basketball probably does too. But to me, like just because I'm, football, baseball has been around so long, you know, since, since like the 1850s, it's it gets the America's pastime. Even if most of America feels like you and is like, oh my god, I'm taking naps. That is right. what baseball's about. Baseball is about nap time. Right. That's okay. So yes, there's my baseball rant for the moment.
1: And it does feel like. And maybe again, this goes to my ageist thing that like Mm -hmm. the older you get, the more you can appreciate those elements of the game because Mm -hmm. look at also when it happens, it happens in the summer where we are usually doggedly hot Mm -hmm. and it is easy to take a little siesta. It's true. Here's the thing I don't get. This is the part that I don't understand. It would make sense if adults had the same life and schedule as children yes. where when summer hits all of a sudden you don't have to go to work you know for like 3 months yeah. like s- kids get out of school i could get that even more it i do, so i am still confused about the fact that while yes summer hits summer's happening baseball is happening cuz baseball happens all week long right
0: yeah oh man they play like almost every day yeah
1: exactly and so it is weird to me to think that while that is going on the older Population that would be appreciating the game, mm. although some of them are probably retired. But the ones that aren't, the ones that aren't there yet, that are the ones that are w- you know, would be in our in our realm now. Sure, sure. They're still working all the time. They're not getting the time off to enjoy the games and drink and pass out on the couch while it's happening. So that part confuses me. But I do think that it does. It just ties into heat, you know, hot summer days, having a beer or an iced tea or something. Passing out on the couch while you're watching the game and not passing out because you had too much iced tea, but passing out because it's hot and the game is. Yes. Whoa! Oh, no, no, there's an out. Oh, <laughs> no, you haven't.
0: Out. The other thing is, uh, I think, well, I'll tie right into what you were saying there. Um, one of my favorite quotes about baseball is from the uh, author Michael Ch- Michael Chevron. He has a very, I think he's like French or something. Anyway, he's a great author. Uh, he wrote a book called Summerland which is a fantasy book about baseball. But uh, in the book, one of the characters says, all baseball is, is just the, uh, uh, baseball is the rhythm of a summer's day, is I think the quote. And to me, that's just absolutely correct, because it is, it is just, you, you know, think of like the best picnic you've ever been to. Probably you ran around for a little bit, did something, but mostly, particularly when you're older, you ate a bunch, drank beer, and just sort of chilled. Yes. baseball is just relaxation there are two things in this world that relax me fishing and baseball the rest of the time i'm pretty uptight actually and very like <laughs> Ugh. but man you a minute i walk into a dodger stadium i'm just like zen like or the minute i throw a line into the river i'm zen and so it's like i can't fish in the la river without <laughs> catching a hobo
1: i was just gonna say you, you throw a lot of lines out there do you
0: not a lot of fishing happens, <laughs> so this is a very good time of year for me. I'm actually hopefully going to catch the Dodgers Mariners game uh, on the 13th. They're playing. Uh, that's my team in the American League. I, I root for the Mariners in the American League because uh, just to prove that I don't hate all of Seattle, just the Seahawks. Uh, but uh, the Mariners and the Mariners are supposed to do well this year, so go them. I used to cheer for them because they were the underdogs, but now they're actually the favorites. So there's that.
1: Speaking really, bri- really briefly of the Seahawks, because uh, I, I, I feel that maybe we we might have footballed out our our listeners last week, <laughs> seeing as how the season's over. But April Fool's Day, w- you know, came this past week, and mm. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a meme I saw on Facebook that was pretty great, and it was, uh, fr- the Seahawks. It was Russell Wilson in the in the act of handing off the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And the the text on the meme said, April fools, yo. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the
0: Seahawks are not going to live that one down anytime soon.
1: No, no. And I, I thought you for sure would appreciate it.
0: That is good. That is actually kind of funny. I'm, I'm going to enjoy that one.
1: Now, steering away from football, uh, like I promised to be very brief, Sure. Uh, we've we've already we made the Seahawks joke and we've already bashed on the Bears, if you can believe it. We snuck that in. But there's actually something that we haven't even touched on, like on last show, which I was surprised knowing you. Mm. I don't think we touched on it is uh, March Madness NCAA men's basketball.
0: Oh, man. Yes. Another favorite time of year for me when yeah, I can also and lay and on my couch. <laughs> man, <laughs> I sound really lazy in this podcast. I should do more with my life. But uh, yes, <laughs> I do love March Madness. <laughs> It's been a damn good tournament so far, and the championship game is on Monday. So, boom, here we go.
1: I got to ask, how have you been doing? I know you always do a bracket. I totally flaked and forgot that I missed the start of the tournament, and then at that mm-hmm. point I was like, meh, I'm out of it. I know you did a bracket. You always do. You probably had multiple brackets, if I know you. I did. I had three. There you go. And uh, how are they doing? Are any of them still afloat?
0: Um, Let's put it this way. My brother also did a bracket. Oh, no. This would be my brother who chooses his fantasy players in football based on their names. Yes. And also chooses who he thinks will win in the NCAA tournament based a little bit on numbers, but mostly based on which college has the most ridiculous sounding name. (laughs) He's doing better than me significantly. So I did get it right that Duke and Kentucky would be, uh, would be, they would be, they'd make it very far. And so I've gotten right on that. But I did not see Michigan State or Wisconsin getting to where they are either. So, uh, yeah, Uh, um, the rest of them, I mean, it was upsets. That first weekend, there were a lot of upsets, which is always kind of fun. Like, it's one of those things when my bracket blows up. I'm always like, well, I don't care anymore. Yes, go Georgia Southern. You beat Baylor. You get them. (laughs) And, And they did. So that was great. So Or Georgia State beat them. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's always a fun time. And, and if you like cheering for the underdog, it's definitely a tournament that I think you can get behind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's we're down to the championship game. I'm very excited. It's it literally Monday is the championship game of March of March Madness and opening day in the Major League Baseball. So I, I just might explode with joy.
1: Now, I feel like that sentiment has been expressed before. Does it all, every year? Does it always line up that March Madness ends on opening day?
0: No, this is one of the first years I can remember that it's happened on. So that's why I'm so in danger. Uh, (laughs) I've I've instructed my wife to cover our house in tarps so that if I do, in fact, make a mess, you know, (laughs) we'll be okay. We don't have to clean too much. So that'll be good.
1: Sadly, she didn't have to put any tarps up because she's ready for that at all times with you.
0: Usually, yes. She's like, Furious 7 isn't just the name (laughs) of me. She's aware. She knows these things. But uh, yeah. So that is a uh, major sports excitement on Monday for those of you that are into baseball and basketball.
1: And, uh, and the, the, the championship game well, and the final four as well was uh, going on here uh, is, is in Indianapolis, right?
0: It is the fabulous city of Indianapolis, which is right over there near Chicago.
1: It is, it is. And so, I mean, that's, that's exciting. It's gotta be exciting for the community, for the whole state of Indiana. And I mean, it's just, it's great, you know, cause They've I'm I, I'm willing to bet that just kind of this is probably one of the few times in maybe recent years where I'd be willing to bet that like everybody in Indiana is just pretty happy right now. I'm pretty excited about everything going on in their state. They're,
0: yeah, I I bet as a state, Indiana is like, you know what? Things are good. Yeah, there's no one we're excluding from this wonderful time right. in our state.
1: Oh, well, hang on. Hmm. Right. My intern just handed me this. Uh. oh. Oh, um, have you read this yet? Look at
0: this. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, damn. Um, hmm. Well, I guess that brings us to uh, maybe not.
1: What's going on, Indiana?
0: What is going on with you?
1: A state that that literally has corn festivals and yeah. and is all about corn and other phallic shaped things. Yeah. W- OK, for those for those of you who somehow have no clue what we're talking about at this point, mm. uh, the governor of Indiana recently signed into law. Right. He actually it went that far. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a uh, it has been signed by the Indiana governor. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's it's a religious. Fr- wow. I got I got a southern twang when I said that. It just came right out of me.
0: That's your Arkansas.
1: That's my Arkansas. Uh, my Arkansas in me. Yeah, uh, it's a religious freedom law. And I before we dive into this, I just I want to reiterate just so people don't think that we are cynically bashing uh, Christianity or religions or whatever. We've talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. We've had we've had some talks of the, in this way on the show. Uh, I, I declare myself non-denominational Christian. I believe in some of the Christian tenets in the way of treating people and living your life that way. But I get lost when it comes to the full-on organized religion because that's where it seems that there's all the judgment and, and collective hate towards groups of people. And this sums it up. The religious freedom law that was signed into, into action allows businesses to deny service to anyone mm. by claiming that something about that person or people Uh, goes against their religious beliefs. And, of course, this this was done... Well, okay, we can only assume that this was done in response to the nation, state by state, starting to accept same-sex marriages as not necessarily abominations that will bring about Armageddon, and rather just the expression of love between two consenting adults, regardless of their gender. Um, But yeah, basically, it's it's become known as the anti-gay law because businesses are not going to be allowed to turn away gay customers and gay clientele simply because they're gay, and that offends the religious beliefs of the business owner.
0: And before we dive too deeply in this, I just want to say, A, I am a identified Christian in that I believe that Jesus is Lord and cake is
1: delicious.
0: (laughs) And past that, I decided that I don't care about anything else in there. So that's the extent of my, my deeply held religious beliefs In that. Um, But also uh, I I just want a, a quick shout out here. And this is a, a sort of cynical shout out, but a shout out. Nonetheless, I remember not long ago when you could bring up the idea of, gay people getting married and a majority of people around you would go oh gross that's disgusting right we're now at least to the point where they go fine they can do it i just don't want to have to ever see it which i grant (laughs) you cannot really be called getting there we're not there yet but i do want to take a moment to celebrate um the fact that we have come fairly far that we're at least having this conversation like we're We're not talking anymore about should gays be allowed to get married. We're talking about whether Christians have to be near them, I guess. Or whether (laughs) Christian people should... Like, at at least we're there. I mean, yes, is it a backwards, stupid place to be still? Yes. But it is not as backwards and stupid as telling me that two people don't have the right to get married and do what the hell they want to do with their their genitals. Like, at least we're not there. So, just a little... Before we get into this sad, sad tale of Indiana... And it's interesting sad sad law i do want to take a moment to revel in the fact that no one is saying gay people can't get married in indiana anymore as far as i can tell they're not right. no you can't get married get out of here you you disgusting perverts they're saying you can get married i just don't want to i don't want i want to give you my business because of that which is still wrong
1: it's not even uh, i want to give you my business i it's saying I don't want to allow you gay people mm. to give me your business
0: that's true I don't
1: want your gay money
0: yeah no and, and here's the here's here's the thing um, what this and this I, I saw this argument which pretty much ended any argument in that I can think of the statement I saw was so what uh, what happens now if you get divorced? can you because in the Bible if you are divorced, if you're a divorced woman by the way not a man a man can get divorced and remarried But in the Old Testament, it says if a woman divorces and remarries another man, she should be stoned and put to death, which is what the Bible also says about people that put uh, the, you know, says gay people as well. So in my opinion, that kind of ends the argument. So what's going to happen when the first divorced woman who's been remarried comes back in and is like, I'd like to have a cake made for my wedding, then you'd better reject her if you're going to reject gay people. Like, I'm sorry. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite and get the hell out.
1: The... Beyond the wedding cake thing, the fact that you're just you saying that reminded me of one that really stood out. And I think it I think it actually has gone viral is in Indiana. <laughs> There's an owner of a pizzeria. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this one.
0: Oh, she, yeah. Yes. She's been
1: the one that's been interviewed on the news. And she's she's basically uh, saying that because of her religious beliefs and because of the new law. um. I can't remember if she tries to preface it with the, you know, I don't care if you're gay or not. That's your choice. But she does end up saying. Don't come to me to make pizzas for your wedding. And I just <laughs> want to say, first of all, first of all, what the fuck is anyone doing going pizza for the wedding? Let's do it. Let alone gays. I'm sorry. This might be still a stereotypical thing to say but i have many gay friends and they are some of the most sophisticated usually <laughs> and most not the type of
0: person that would want pizza at their wedding yeah hell
1: no hell yeah. no it would better it, it would have to be some really really nice gourmet pizza yeah and i bet that ain't coming out of indiana
0: yeah i'm betting no. yeah yeah
1: and so I'm sorry, but I'm willing to bet that that was quite possibly the least effective slant on the gay community that any business owner in Indiana could possibly do.
0: I remember when, uh, while they were they were talking about gay marriage in Arizona, I remember having the thought, thar- they had sort of the same conversation in Arizona, and I, I don't remember how it ended, but it was a, a wedding photographer um, and uh, who, was, who was like, I don't want to take pictures of gay weddings. And... I saw like like somebody I think it was a news story put up some of the guy's work and I was like that's okay bitch because I can't think of a single gay man that would want you to take his picture the way you you know so I just yeah I agree like who. Deal. What Pete, what, what uh, show me a gay couple that's like, please, let's have pizza. And you know, if we could have like some really let's get some PBR and pizza. That'll be our wedding. reception. Ooh,
1: can we feed each other wings?
0: Yeah. I mean, like I, I I'm sure that there's a wide variety of people, you know, who are gay. There there there's a wide I'm Sure. There must. There's probably one couple out there that's thinking, yes, let's do it. You know, sure. Why not? But I, I'm not
1: going to actually as we were describing it, as soon as as soon as I brought wings into the picture, it actually really sounded like a kind of great idea.
0: Yeah, no, if I ever get gay married, I'm having wings. <laughs> we will enjoy the shit out of those, uh, but like, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I guess I just don't get the hypocrisy of Indiana and in saying, okay, well, and this is, I don't want to say it's Christians because not all Christians feel this way, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna just Trump up this part of the Bible because you don't like gay marriage and you think it's icky, just say that like, stop, stop telling me it's because of the Bible because I know a lot of women that have been divorced and remarried, and I don't hold it against them. I think that's fine. Good for them. I'm glad they found a the new relationship. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't care that gay people are getting married. I think people should be able to do what they want to do. But if you're going to say, gay people can't come into my store, and I don't want to make a wedding cake for them, then you better say, um, I don't want uh, you know women on their period in my store, and I don't want uh, you know, divorced women who are getting remarried in my store and I want you to stick to the Old Testament if you decided <laughs> to stick to it so and all its ridiculous goofiness, please no. if you're gonna do it, stick to it so that we can make fun of you
1: i I, I don't get and I've seen this argument made uh, and I and I don't really research a lot of stuff so if I'm seeing it, it's pretty mainstream mm. I've seen the argument made time and time again in the last few months where the this sort of a law where businesses can literally it's it's a, it's a discrimination law. Businesses can discriminate against a group of people. Yeah. And it, I don't get and a lot of people don't get how anyone in today's society can look at that, regardless of your religious beliefs, how anyone can look at that and not see that it is the exact same as back when they said black people aren't allowed here. Yeah, It is the exact same thing. There's nothing wrong with being black. There's nothing wrong with being gay. It's people, but it is literally businesses saying, this sect of people that bother me for whatever reason it bothers them can't come in this business. That right. is exactly what we fucking went through back in the 50s
0: and 60s. But, uh, you're, you're right. It is exactly it, because it, it's if, the, if a black person had gone into someone's shop in 1950 in the south and started killing people we would say oh that person is a bad person right you know and we shouldn't be allowed in that shop because he kills people and that's not a good thing but just walking in and being black shouldn't be the thing that they're like oh well get out of here they should say get out of here because you're a murderer not get out of here because you're a black person if that's your you know like and i see the same thing like like if gay people were walking into wedding shops wedding cake shops and just covering each other and frosting nude and fucking in that person's shop, they would have something to stand on there. And this was, by the way, not just one gay person or two or a gay couple that did this, but like every gay person that comes in my shop, man, they just can't <laughs> resist covering themselves in vanilla frosting and fucking. I, right. I get them out of here. No more gay people in my shop. All right, fine. You have a point. But if you have people that are coming in and requesting to buy a wedding cake from you, and you're saying, Apropos of nothing that has anything to do with me like you I don't have to watch you have gay sex nothing I don't have to see anything that reasonable expectations expect me not to see other than you love someone of the same gender like that you have no excuse I'm sorry right. there's just no excuse for you to treat people you you're, it's not about them anymore it's about you and your problems yep. and when your problems are something that you feel like making everyone else's problems I just don't feel like that's a good basis for a law you know right so yeah I'm with you there
1: now, and one other thing that I, I wanted to say, because when you pointed out, you said not all Christians. Mm, true. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that's a good thing that you mentioned, and I wish I had thought to say that, too. But it made me think of something that my part of my brain, the part that, that works in logic and whatnot and common sense and uh, mm. filters said, maybe don't bring this up. But I never listen to that part of my brain when we do the show. Oh, so good, good. I'm going to okay. go the other way. Here we go. And this may offend some of uh, some of our listeners out there and whatnot, and I apologize if it does, but you make a good point. Not all Christians are hateful bigots like the ones that are represented with this law. True. I, in fact, the majority of the Christians that I know are not this way. Right. It is the very, very vocal minority of them, the extremists, if you will. Uh, and so if I were to draw a parallel it would be as if I could almost also honestly say, not all Muslims are violent, hateful people, but extremists like ISIS are. Mm. So in a way, the hateful bigots that support this sort of totally not anti-gay, anti-gay law that Indiana has, Mm. they're kind of the ISIS of Christians. And I'll go on record to say that. If you honestly hide behind your Bible... And you decide to say that gay people should be denied any sort of legal rights. Mm. That's fine if the church wants to say we, we don't want to allow that lifestyle in our church. That's fine. I will support that. But when it gets into legal stuff and what laws are being made and treatment of people outside of the church environment, then you're extremists. And I say anybody that supports that is the ISIS of Christians.
0: You, sir, are the Rush Limbaugh of our show.
1: <laughs> I, I, I take offense to that because he's a blowhard that's a retard.
0: Wow. You, sir, are the Rush Limbaugh of our show. <laughs> that
1: could be a T-shirt right there, by the I way. I really
0: could. He's a blowhard that's a retard. That, that, uh, that could probably work, actually. No, Okay, but uh, sure, I will grant you that many of the people... The sad thing I know is I know quite a few people... Well, not a quite a few. I know a few people that object to... Uh, the um, well, they object to gay marriage, period. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people that uh, that are like, this is Indiana law is just protecting the businesses. You guys are taking it the wrong way and all this. And where they're coming from is a place of confusion, in my mind. And confusion, as we learned from Yoda, always does lead to hate, which leads to the dark side. <laughs> and so before we have a bunch of Death Stars floating around the Midwest, I think we need to stop and realize... <laughs> some truths uh but i I think that honestly it does come out of i agree with you that they they do land on the bigoted side but i find them and the con because i I have a few friends on facebook and whatnot that they they are not for it you know they are they defend the indiana law and um i like i keep them on my facebook feed a because i think banning somebody on facebook because of their political views is or or their moral views even i mean if i had a serial killer on my facebook feed i'd want to have him on there be like I know where he's at.
1: <laughs> as long as he activates that nearby friends item, and you know where he is at all yeah, times.
0: Yeah, Tell him to use Foursquare and Pinterest a lot, and check in at places. <laughs> you know, I'd really enjoy that about him. Uh, but, but I mean, I, I like to get the point of view to try and be like, okay, well, why do you think that way? You know. Uh, and so, what I've basically heard is a lot of confusion from them of why, are, why do, why, why are people mad about this? I don't understand. It seems like we're treating we're treating businesses fairly. Why aren't, why are people pissed off? And I think they just don't see it as a human, a human issue. Like I think they just, it's very, when you dislike someone or dislike the way they live, it's very easy to dehumanize them. Yes. I think it's easy to say, well, I don't want gays in my shop. Instead of saying, I don't want Matt and Tim to come in and order. Like if like you never hear someone like, I don't think anybody that owns a wedding shop who has a gay couple and knows them on a first name basis would deny them right. the right to go in there. So I think it just comes from a place of ignorance. Of I don't know any gay couples, therefore I don't want those fags in my shop. You know, I'm, that's, mm-hmm. that's largely what I hear from. Them. And it's horrible, but I really do think it comes more from a place of confusion and ignorance, which then leads to hatred, which leads to the dark side. So I'm with you, but <laughs> in, a, in a further way back there, if you're if you are. Can we go with Bill O'Reilly? I don't know. You just oh say Keith Olbermann,
1: uh, Rachel no, Maddow.
0: I, no. want you to, I want you to get some sort of firebrand. You're, you're the show's firebrand. You drive us forward with, with statements that are like, and you know then what? I'm like, You know what? Then like why don't you call me that. the Stone
1: Cold Steve Austin of, uh, of our show?
0: Okay. I'll work with that. As long as I can be the Ric Flair. Woo! Exactly. As long as I can, I can talk about how awesome I am in the third person.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that also could make you the rock.
0: Ooh, I'm going to be the rock. Never mind. I want to be the rock.
1: All right. So final hour with the rock and stone cold. And, uh, and we're going to have I so can... many more listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to get here and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but I mean, that first 10 minutes, they're just going to be like, whoa.
1: I think maybe our boss has missed the boat on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so can, you can be the rock. I'll be the stone cold. Um And uh, and I think that's actually fitting for this conversation, especially. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, God, we're about to go somewhere else, aren't we?
1: Well, not yet. Not yet. These are old comments, about a year and a half old. Ah, yes. But because of the India, uh, I'm assuming because of the Indiana law, it has resurfaced on social media and whatnot. Uh, an interview I th- actually don't I don't think it was an interview I think it was from his own podcast but Stone Cold actually uh, spoke out on the topic of gay marriage Yes he And did. for someone who was outside of the outlandish cartoony redneck characters he was the quintessential blue collar redneck every man for the WWE Stone Cold yes. Steve Austin and the WWE fan base Largely, it is changing. It has, you know, morphed into including more a, w- a wider demographic of people. But by and large, the professional wrestling followers have always been a more conservative-leaning, Republican-leaning uh, people.
0: They're not known for their social progressiveness. No, that is no. Not they really are what not. One thinks of yeah.
1: They have not generally been known for that. And Stone Cold was one of their. It still is, even though he's not an active wrestler. Stone Cold still is an icon and a representative for that group of people. And he is openly come out. Not okay. I should not phrase it that way. Our editor could have too much fun with that phrase. He has not come out. But he has openly spoken out in favor of. not even necessarily in favor of gay marriage so much as in favor of equality for people.
0: I, I actually have the direct quote here if you want me to read it. I would love it. Okay. Can you do a is, voice? Uh I can do this voice right here. Is that close? I don't no. wash enough steam cold stone cold to no. know.
1: It's not even. It's uh yeah, just just go ahead and read the quote. <laughs> or my
0: whole Hogan voice. I'll tell you something, brother. Yeah, if this brother. dude
1: wants to marry this dude, brother.
0: They, as long as it's not his brother, brother. Sorry. Oh my god. Can we please just have like a gay marriage debate? But the only person that like it should just be like, like get Rick Santorum and Rick Perry and like all the right wing GOP people that are like anti gay marriage and have them stacked up against Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold and <laughs> Rick Blair, like all those guys like being pro gay marriage. Just like like that needs to be a debate that happens. Anyway, here is uh, the word for word Stone Cold Steve Austin's defense of gay marriage. I don't give a shit if two guys, two gals, guy gal, whatever it is. I believe that any human being in America or any human being in the goddamn world that wants to be married and if it's the same sex, more power to them. What also chaps my ass? Some of these churches have the high horse that they get on and say, we as a church do not believe in that. Which one of these motherfuckers talked to God and God said that same-sex marriage was a no- can do. Okay, so two people can't get married if they want to get oh, so two cats can't get married if they want to get married. But then a guy can go murder fourteen people, molest five kids, then go to fucking prison, accept God, and he's going to let him into heaven after the fact that he did all that shit. See, that's all horseshit to me. That don't jive with me. Direct yep. quote: Stan Cole, Steve Austin.
1: Yep, I, and I actually I, I I heard that recording, so I can verify uh, that is that's what he said, and it's and he's one hundred percent right. It, you know, it's it's it, you know, especially the point about um you know the the mass murderer pedophile uh child molester that then goes and repents in prison yeah the, he's the going to heaven idea, yeah the idea is like he repent and and you know what i'm even okay saying that sure you know what if he if he honestly repents and you know i that is part of the you know that is part of the christian belief that that he will be forgiven and accepted into heaven but by the same token i cannot imagine a god that would allow that is really going to be one that's going to go whoa 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 you put your penis where? Hold yeah. up a minute. I, no I, heaven for you. I got to put my I got to put my giant foot down on this whole loving another person with all your heart and soul and wanting to commit your life to them because I gave them the same body part I gave you, mister, and that is not how it works.
0: Just get get out of here with your with your yeah, yeah, over there to hell. Yeah. Which is a whole bunch of guys fucking each other by the way and just club music 24/7 and <laughs> really delicious restaurants that are that are you know like yeah enjoy and that
1: everyone is dressed immaculately
0: and there is nothing but can ralph lauren shops just up and down nowhere Ha! take that gay people like i imagine that's exactly where yeah i want to go to gay hell so bad right now <laughs> <Just being laughs> gonna, please send me to gay hell i would totally be down with that
1: speaking of stone cold in the rock though uh I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this because it, it was very exciting. It's a big time of my life. Okay. WrestleMania was this past weekend.
0: You let me talk about baseball before, so fine.
1: Yeah. WrestleMania happened. It was WrestleMania 31. 31 years of WrestleMania. Wow. Man. And, uh... And there were some, there was, some, I'm not going to recap the show. Um,
0: well, I mean, who won? Can you, It's spoiler alert, who Who won? I don't, I will not watch this. So. Sure. Uh,
1: I'll be interested if you know any of these, uh, you'll know some of these names. I might. Uh, okay. So, yeah, spoiler alert, literally jump ahead about five minutes right now. If you're maybe 10 minutes, if you don't want to, if you somehow haven't seen WrestleMania or heard what happened and you care, skip ahead 10 minutes, but uh, Daniel Bryan won the seven-man ladder match for the Intercontinental yeah, Title. That I was like pretty him. cool. I it was know, was actually, him. A really cool match. Um, Sting lost to Triple H, which was disappointing. It was his first and potentially only match in the WWE, and they had him lose. What What does
0: Triple H stand for? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Wow, that is not what I thought it was no. for.
1: What's funny is his character. Well, his character now is a corporate guy because he. Quote court runs the company, but that yeah. uh, his character most recently as Triple H the game uh, was uh, uh, like a, a rough guy. I actually I I liken him best to um, do you remember the redneck Muppet that had the giant red oh, mustache? Yeah, yeah. That is kind of Triple H. Okay. Yeah. See,
0: I thought I thought at least two of the H's were one was going to stand for hard and one that's going to be hitting.
1: No. No, no. Because when he started, he was, uh, he was a, he came out to like Victorian era music, and he was from Connecticut, and he was very posh, and he was Hunter Hurst Hurst Humsley. That
0: makes sense. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then when he, then, then when they realized this character blows, let's make him more hard ass. Then they just took it and made it Triple H.
0: Triple H. I His see. real
1: name is Paul
0: Levesque. Right. Go, go, Jews. There he is. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so Dana Bryan won the Uncontinental title. Uh, Sting lost to Triple H, although they did have interesting run-ins. Uh, DX, Triple H's old gang, ran out to help him. And then the NWO, who was the WCW's resident gang, came out to try and side with Sting. It was kind of a cool moment. Uh, Cena beat Rusev, the unbeatable Russian. America wins their title back, yay. Um, I feel patriotically
0: good about that.
1: Yeah, and by the way, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you need to y- go on YouTube and search for John Cena, Jimmy Fallon, or I'm sorry, John Cena, Jimmy Kimmel, Rusev. He talks about the match before it happens, and he cuts probably the best promo of his career because he's not on WWE TV then. He is actually not on PG. He's able to, he and, he and he's kind of mocking the fact that he's fighting for America, and it's it's a funny-ass promo he cuts. Nice. Um the Rock uh, came out, confronted Triple H and Stephanie at one point. Wait,
0: the Rock was
1: there? The Rock was there. You must and have a movie coming out. Yeah, it's called Furious 7. There it is. And, uh, <laughs> and actually, Triple H came out, donned up like uh, Terminator, because they also inducted Arnold Schwarzenegger into the Hall of Fame this year, and oh, nice. Terminator movie's coming out soon. So, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, America, right there. A lot of America. No corporate synergy happening at all in this show,
0: promotional but, awesomeness.
1: Right, uh, but no, The Rock came out to confront Triple H and Stephanie at one point. Stephanie smacks him and was like, "You know, well yeah, we're gonna do. You can't hit a girl, can you?" So he goes out to the front row and brings in Ronda Rousey, who, uh, well, nice, She's who cool. handles like Stephanie. It. That was a great moment. I'm personally hoping that they're actually trying to set up and lead to a mixed tag: The Rock and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. Because that would be fucking epic and very good money-wise for the company.
0: That, that does sound pretty awesome.
1: That would be a draw for sure. Uh, other things happened. And then the title match, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Seth Rollins actually cashed in on his Money in the Bank contract, which allowed him to change the match into a triple threat once both guys had beaten each other up, and he ended up stealing the title. Nice. Yeah. So it was... a. Uh, it was, oh, no, it was, a, it was an exciting show. I'm still, bu- oh, Undertaker came back and he won. Um, I liked
0: Undertaker. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that looks like Rob Zombie, right? Used Kinda. to. Used to. to. Back in the early 2000s when I saw him.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good show. It was actually, I guess, as far they said, critically, it's one of the better shows, which I don't know who, who the wrestling critics are out there.
0: Um but, uh, I am sure they exist.
1: Oh, I guarantee they exist. I just didn't know they were acknowledged by anyone.
0: They should be. I would probably watch more wrestling if I could be a wrestling critic. Just put okay. that out there, WWE. If you need a character known as the critic to come out and make snarky comments <laughs> and then get suplexed by a leprechaun, I'm your guy. So,
1: I, I, I of course, being a lifelong Sting fan, like, he's mm. the guy that brought me into wrestling. He's the guy that I, I saw him coming down from the rafters, rappelling down from the rafters back in WCW to fight off the NWO. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is awesome. So I, of course, was excited to see Sting in WWE and in WrestleMania. Mm. Very, very bummed that they would have him lose. It was weird. I, I guess they were going for a surprise ending. Most people most people would have put money on them having Sting win.
0: Yes. Uh, well, I think that, that I have noticed that they like to do that. They are They are kind of building more storylines these days mm-hmm. and if he just comes down and wins then i mean why have him ever come back you're like oh well he kicks ass so maybe they're going to bring him back and like you know slowly have him get revenge or something i don't know
1: maybe maybe the the, the clock is ticking on that because the man's like 55 or something like 56 yeah so. i would get on
0: that quickly <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but he he still went pretty well though there i i did see some people saying that they didn't think he was moving as good and if they were expecting the same Performance that they got from Sting in his, you know, in his t- late twenties.
0: Mm, no. Yeah, probably not.
1: <laughs> but but he still did a pretty good job.
0: So this is a question here, and this yeah. is a revealing question, sort of for you as a person. Okay. Are your heroes all psychotic men in makeup?
1: Well, I know about Sting. Who else are you referencing?
0: Uh, the Joker. Oh
1: god. Um uh, <laughs> uh okay well in in defense first of all of me and sting sting has always kind of been the good guy character he went he, you know he's always had the face paint on but he's always right. kind of been the good guy
0: yeah but he wears the face paint and fights people right he does yeah he um, wears face paint and fights people i'm just wondering like if i put a tranny out there and had her fight someone you'd be like fuck yes kick their ass tranny or is it just it was it like the clown makeup is that more it? You're like, <laughs> you're like, I like watching clowns kick the shit out of people. This makes me happy.
1: You know what? I I I don't know if that's a draw for it or not. Uh, because the other, you know, another one of my favorites would be Iron Man.
0: Ooh, so maybe. And this is some self-analysis here. This is this is our psychology moment of the day, by the way. It has to do with identity. The, exactly. I was going to say the identity might be key for you then. Maybe.
1: Maybe. It means you want to do
0: good, but you don't want to be acknowledged for it.
1: It's possible. And you know and I've always uh I've always really just been annoyed with Superman kinda because, you know, the whole bullshit Clark Kent thing. It's like really, really? Who doesn't see that?
0: No, no, it's true.
1: And that maybe maybe maybe. Who knows? There I feel go, like, I feel like I should be paying you for this session now.
0: An insightful look at one of the hosts. He 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 admires lost identities or something like that. I don't know.
1: Shifting over away from my my psyche, fair <laughs> which enough. Is, which is clearly twisted and broken. And Your whatnot.
0: twisted clown-beating murder psyche. Yes. Okay. Fair I, enough. I
1: th- I th- I'd like to turn the attention to another. Eh, it's never been proven, but I bet we can assume this is probably another twisted clown-beating psycho. Uh, Justin Bieber got roasted recently.
0: If there's one person on this earth that reminds me of you, it's definitely Justin Bieber. You can go fuck yourself, sir. He sings like an angel, but my god. <laughs> uh, okay, I will fine. say this. I will say this. By the way, one of the best insults at, uh, ever happened during that roast, which I did see part of. Was it uh, by Martha th- Stewart? No, she was pretty good though. Hmm. Um, I don't remember which one said it. But one of the guys was like, and it was tragic that he had to leave Selena Gomez because she grew a mustache first. <laughs> I liked that one. That was funny. I I laughed a little. But uh, is, what were your thoughts on the whole thing?
1: You know, I I was not a fan. I, I I there were some funny comments. There were some funny moments. There there usually is on those things. Mm. I was not a fan for for two. Two reasons. One of which I'm just not a fan in general. Uh, the the first thing, though, specific to this was, you know, after after everybody roasts the uh, the the guest of honor, um, the the that person gets to get up and you know take some shots back at everybody and give a little speech and blah 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 blah. Right. Bieber getting up there and pr- trying to pretend that uh, that he you know. He's aware of what he did wrong. He's aware of his bad behavior and he's gonna be different uh, It just feels like such a I don't know it it just it, I, it's just so insincere, such a bullshit thing. It's like why, why are you wasting our time with this? Let that be something for the live house. don't don't edit that down and put that on the TV show because it's we all know it's bullshit.
0: Yeah, no, Um, one of the jokes, I don't remember if it got cut or not, but Hannibal Barres uh, had actually put out the set that he was going to do. He, he put down he, he put down his notes what he was going to say out online. Mm. And one of the things that he was going to do was going to literally call out, look, uh, I don't even like you. I'm only here to prep myself at, during your whole trying to save your image thing or something. And I don't remember if that's the direct quote. There was a joke in there. It was a lot funnier than I just made it sound. But Basically, he acknowledged what you're trying to do is roast yourself, quote unquote here. Right. Um, and try and make everyone else go, oh, well, he's a real good guy. He doesn't mind being roasted. But right. I have to say, and and I know that the roast sort of the, the, the roast masters back in the day, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, back in the day of the roast, you you would roast the person. But then you would at the end say something complimentary about them and nice. Right. And then... That's fine. With the Bieber thing, they were just I've not seen that many people blowing 19 year old kids since I watched gay porn. Like, <laughs> good Lord. Like they would just they they throw in like one thing like, oh, Justin Bieber, I bet your dick's sore because you've been screwing so many chicks. Huh? <laughs> I really like you, though, Justin. You're awesome. I'm like, that's not an insult. Right. Like the insults they had for him. We're just bullshit. Like, it was just like, oh, I bet you all your, all your money sure feels rough when you're rolling it, huh, Justin? Oh, you're a really great guy. And I was just like, you're not insulting him. You're not doing anything. This is just people blowing Justin Bieber for an hour and right. then you know, one or two good jokes. Uh, even that joke that I liked basically acknowledged, like, if you break the joke down that I liked, it acknowledges that he left Selena Gomez because she grew a mustache, therefore making her less beautiful. Right. So literally, the joke is Justin Bieber's so awesome that he had to dump Selena Gomez for getting ugly, and I'm just right. like, that is that's not a joke at Justin's expense. It was a blatant attempt to make him to make a basically a 19 year old rich brat look like not that, and it failed in my mind.
1: Yes, yeah, and and you kind you kind of touched on it. the uh, The other thing that that just turns me off to that, and also just all of the new you know the Comedy Central roasts really. Is is that they're not exactly what you said. They're not what they used to be back. I because I, I have seen the old Dean Martin celebrity roasts, and those were a completely different thing. Because first of all, yes, they had uh, they had some of the same people roasting like you see on the Comedy Central, where there are some of the some of the same comedians will will be there uh, every time. Yeah, um, but even though that was you know some of the same roasters, they all legitimately were in the circle of, of friends and people like when Frank Sinatra went on th- the, the they were roasting Sinatra and almost all of them had worked with him at some point like that circle yeah. was an actual circle of people that knew each other and had a had a mutual respect. What it is now is it's like it's like kind of like dancing with the stars how it's. Not really any stars on that show. It's it's more of people that were at one time maybe kind of sort of famous, and they want to yeah. relaunch it. That's what you get with your roasters. You have people that are there to promote a project of their own.
0: and yeah, and, and, you know, and take a ten. shot at somebody
1: who's also there to just do a career reset. Usually, if you look at it, they're like sure, oh, like
0: f- like I like I like Kevin Hart, but I found it very suspicious that on the weekend that his movie came out. He was at the roast of Justin Bieber. Like that seems really fortuitously timed, Kevin. Yeah, I don't I have not heard of you hanging out with Justin Bieber and being friends. And if you are, that's sort of creepy because you're like 20 years older than him. And I don't think you should probably hang out with Justin Bieber, Kevin Hart. So, yeah, it was none of his peers at all because none of his peers are very funny. Like I will (laughs) say the most the the one of the more recent ones I've watched, that I thought was mildly successful is when they roasted James Franco. And they okay. had Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and Jay Baruchel there. I was like, okay, those people are at least in a group that I associate with James Franco. Right. So you know, I get. And then they did. They lit into the most of the jokes are about how weird James Franco is and how artsy and strange he is. And I got the sense that it was they were friends and they at least knew details about him. And if you look at uh, like Comedy Central doesn't even get to do the when they started out doing Comedy Central roasts. They actually were the Friars Club roasts in New York that Jerry Lewis used to host right? back in the day. And then the Friars Club, I don't know, like five, six years ago, kicked them out because they're like, you, you're really you're not you don't understand how to roast people. Get out of here. So they still have the Friars Club roast, but they're private events now because the Friars Club was like, no, like this is the people that invented the roast. They said, you guys have just turned it into some commercial. Everybody blowing everybody. No, that's not what this is about. Get out of here. And right. So that's pretty much what it is now on Comedy Central. I did, like I said, I did enjoy the James Franco one because every once in a while they'll do one where it's like, oh, I feel like you kind of know each other. That's okay. That that makes sense. But the Bieber one was like, no one in that room knew him, at right. all. Like, yeah, like Hannibal Buress even made the comment like he doesn't hang out with Justin. Kevin Hart doesn't know you. Shaq barely knows you. You've <laughs> been to the All Star Game twice. That that counts as knowing. Justin Bieber, then shit. I know Justin Bieber. I don't understand why that, why they thought that was going to be a roast. So, yeah, it was, it was pathetic. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was a waste of time. Um, but I felt like we should talk about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, we both watched it, obviously. So we both (laughs) wasted our time on it. So worthy of commenting upon.
1: And also, Um, I, I brought it up for another reason. I would like to, uh, I'd like to enter Justin Bieber. For today's show, for this episode's uh, edition of Daily Douchebag, I want to put him in the running.
0: Oh, that is a pretty ironclad. Con- that is a really good contestant right there. Right. And, I'm uh, not even sure who we could get to. dang.
1: Well, I had I had a thought on that. Okay. Who is in the vein of sticking in the vein of Comedy Central? Okay. Uh, as we know, John Stewart has announced he's leaving The Daily Show. A- and 7-8. they just recently announced his replacement it is going to be uh comedian Trevor Noah.
0: Yes. South and African fella.
1: And basically the day after that, uh, that announcement was made, uh, Trevor Noah came under fire for, uh, a few tweets that he's made in the past, literally some of them going back several years. Um, and, uh, that were that were either offensive to women or I think actually some racial stuff as well. Basically, they grabbed some tweets that he's made and uh, and pointed out that he's kind of maybe not the best guy. So I thought he might be a, a fair contender. Sounds like on the surface he might be a fair contender for uh, the Daily Douchebag. What do you think?
0: I, I will toss him in the ring. Yeah. We'll All see right. how he does against the monster that is it's Bieber. Right.
1: I know. It's kind of it's kind of like Brock Lesnar going up against like uh, Lance Armstrong in a fight.
0: It's like a, it's like a 15th seed going against a number one seed during the March Madness Tournament. There you go.: It's I'm like a, the Chicago Cubs playing against the New York Yankees.
1: No, except Yankees this time around the
0: Cubs. Chance. No, actually, I was going to say, and ironically, the Yankees suck this year, so it'll be <laughs> ins- I'm really complimenting the Cubs trick. Woo-hoo! Anyway. My point is, it's going to be a blowout, in my opinion, because Trevor Noah, as far as I know, I mean, what, what were the tweets, though? Let's, do, we, do you know, like, what were they about? Or
1: The one that sticks out in my memory was, uh, and it's ironic that I saw this before I saw this, what it was referencing all over Facebook and Instagram. Okay. But Basically, this, this phrase came out, and it's gone viral lately. A woman that is, A woman that is loved properly becomes 10 times the woman she was before. Have you heard that?
0: that uh, okay sounds sounds good to me, sure right.
1: right. and uh, and so uh, apparently somebody tweeted that that phrase and he retweeted it adding adding the response of so she gets fat, which is funny, actually. if she becomes ten times the woman she was before, he's going with the physical attributes he is It's actually funny. but of course that was viewed as uh, misogynistic and uh, you know inappropriate.
0: Well, I think it definitely sort of lands on douchey just because anytime you go around calling women fat, you're you're in you're in trouble. But I will grant you there is some humor. And in his defense, he is the the wording of the joke is more what he's making fun of than saying women are fat. Again, not trying to wait the favor for Justin Bieber, but I'm pretty sure Justin Bieber has probably called women worse things than that. So I have to give the points on this one to the Biebs. Uh, if for nothing else, than being totally fine with throwing his ex-girlfriend under the bus to make him look like less of an idiot, which in the process made him look like more of an idiot, in my opinion.
1: Yes. No, I, I, I definitely uh, here another one that another one that has been uh, called out was he says behind every successful rap billionaire is a double as rich Jewish man. Hashtag beats by dreidel. And uh, and so that was that one was called out to be, you know, anti-Semitic or whatever. uh, uh I I don't know. Um, I guess
0: it could be. I mean, if you're base going based solely on the point that if if anybody makes a, a joke about Jewish people being good at business, that's anti Semitic. Yes, it could be. However, I do think that since a Jewish person has okayed him to replace him on his show <laughs> makes it seem like maybe Jews didn't get as offended as by that as everyone else might have. Yeah. You know. Like I'm sure if John Stewart, a notoriously Jewish person, who I'm sure they vetted Trevor Noah and actually tried to check it out with John Stewart, like who do you want to replace you? I'm sure he had a say in who it was going to be. If he knew about this and didn't care, I'm pretty sure he's he gets a pass on that one.
1: Right. Another one here is uh, and, and this will be the last one because you know I, if they are if they are still offensive to some of our listeners, I don't really want to be turning them off, but. Uh, sure. He, he tweeted, uh, and again, this one, this one in particular, dates back to November twenty eighth, two
0: thousand eleven. Yikes!
1: Um, a hot white woman with ass is like a unicorn. Even if you do see one, you'll probably never get to write it.
0: God, I kind of want to laugh at that. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose he. I mean, he's African. Well, he's not African American. He's South African. He is African, literally. He is African drop the American. So he's he's. He, I feel like if he wants to make the comment that uh, that he will not get beautiful white butts, that's his business. So I'm not gonna throw him under the bus for that. I I'm just gonna put this out there. I I happen to be married to an incredibly beautiful white butt, and I I grant I will grant him. It is it is a, it is as a unicorn. <laughs> I have a unicorn in my house, and I am I am thrilled that it's here. And I try not to scare it. And I, I, I feed it sun chips mostly. Uh, so
1: she she listens to this show,
0: right? Sometimes. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping <laughs> she skips this episode. But uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, if those are the offensive tweets, sure, I don't I, one or two of them could be labeled as kind of douchey sounding. But I mean. Not, uh, I, I stick with my original statement that this is like a 15th seed going against the number one douche seed. That B- Bieber is, man, he is far and away way douchier. In my mind, he wins it by a mile, by three or four miles, possibly by by about 100 miles. Justin Bieber wins the Daily Douchebag Award for me.
1: Uh, and I actually uh, just to go on record for it, I 100% agree with you. I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, politic here to say Trevor Noah deserves it. Just just laying the facts out there. Well, no, the we had to have
0: the. We had to have. We we had to play the game. I mean, yes. even if the 15th seed versus a one seed.
1: You that's never why know. you play the game.
0: Maybe there'll be an upset. Maybe it turns out one of those tweets was like, "We should murder all the white people." Okay, that's yeah. Uh, I don't know. That might be more of a douchey moment than Justin <laughs> Bieber. Uh, but you know, he didn't say that, and so Justin Bieber definitely, totally wins douchebag.
1: All right. Uh, so, th- uh, this week's this week's winner for the final hour with the West Coast Neighbors Daily Douchebag Award is <laughs> Justin
0: Bieber. Bieber. Congratulations
1: now, and fuck you, Justin Bieber.
0: And now cue up "Baby," will I dance? What's
1: really sad is uh, after uh, after you know "Baby, Baby, Baby, Oh." When mm. uh, Nicki Minaj "Super Bass" came out, yeah, the chorus of that, I actually thought because I, I I heard the chorus of that song before I actually ever heard any of the verses. Mm. Like I came into like I became aware of that song as as it was playing at some point. I thought it was Bieber. I thought it was a Bieber song. It sounds an oh. like awful lot like Baby. or yeah.
0: You know what? Get Robin Thicke's lawyers on the phone.
1: No, don't the get demonage. them on the phone. They'll lose.
0: That's true. They have a bad kid. Get day Marvin that... Gaye's estates, estate's lawyers on the phone. Get Marvin Gaye's estate's lawyers on the phone, beebs, because you might need that money because you are our Daily Douchebag, which, as we've clearly shown, uh, it means bad things because last, last episode's Daily Douchebag... ISIS. ISIS lost the town of Tikrit this last week, so... Boom. I mean, I'm mostly going to give the credit for that to the Iraqi army and the, the Kurdish Peshmerga army, but who I am going to, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, but I also want to say that you're welcome. I'm sure they were demoralized slightly by learning that they were the daily douchebag of of our, our thing.
1: I can't wait to see what happens to Justin Bieber's life between now and next time.
0: Maybe he'll claim that. Anne Frank would have been a believer or something stupid like that.
1: He actually one that I didn't read was kind of a it was a I don't know how old it was, but it said something about uh, almost ran over a Jewish kid. Uh, He didn't look before he crossed, but I still would have felt pretty guilty in my German car.
0: (laughs) Wait, was that Bieber? No, that was Noah. Oh, Trevor Noah. Well. I am sure he'll clean it up for the the uh, he'll be less douchey once he's on the Daily Show. Maybe or maybe he will be super douchey. Maybe that bring a new would be a new flavor to the Daily Show. Right. So You never know. But, uh, I, I've already moved on to John Oliver anyway, really. Like, no offense, John Stewart, you're still hilarious. But John Oliver, well, John is Oliver is the man kiddling it these days. His thing on the NCAA. It was brilliant. I have
1: actually I'm a few episodes back on uh, on Mr. Oliver.
0: Oh, we should talk about it next time because we'll have seen the championship game and you can kind of now that it's over, we can talk about how maybe next year, if the NCA hasn't cleaned their shit up a bit, I might not care about March Madness. Fair so. enough.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll make sure to watch that then and uh, we can discuss it. There you go, folks. That's something to look forward to. We have the first ever March Madness. John Oliver recap. Not it's not <laughs> going to be the whole show. It'll just no. be a recap.
0: <laughs> Of that next time on West Coast Neighbors. That's
1: right. We are out of time, though, for this episode. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening. As always, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can get all that information on our website at dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. Thanks again for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time.
0: And cake is delicious
1: you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them
0: get you down. You just stand up tall. This has been a Dry Run production.